episode of the OrderFest Podcast. I'm Jay. I'm Alfred. This is Rob. It sure is. <laughs> Welcome back, Rob, for your second episode here. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks. Um, our episode today is brought to you by uh, Chinook Crafts and the Camera Store. Um, thank you for your sponsorship of OdaFest and podcast. And uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about them later if you somehow don't already know about them now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alfred, you got any uh, news for us? Yeah, so Calgary Comic Entertainment Expo will be our next big event where you can visit us. Uh, we'll have a booth. We'll be participating in the Parade of Wonders. You can register in March with us, by the way. And we're hosting a couple panels. And we, uh, yeah, so just come uh, come check us out. We've In the exhibitor hall, we've uh, got our table there as usual. We get special promos. We get sneak peeks. So yeah, come and see us. The panels thing is new. We haven't hosted panels. Yeah, uh, that's that's gonna be a first. We've actually um, sort of partnered up with them to uh, to provide them with some content, and uh, we actually also gave them some guest suggestions. As you may have noticed, that this year is a bit of a cowboy bebop here. So yeah, cowboy bebop everywhere you look. Mm-hmm. Uh, please welcome local cosplayer extraordinaire Hyokin Seiso, who will be featured at Odafest, known for her stitch, toothless, and hexadecimal cosplays. She specializes in non-human body form cosplays. Please drop by and say hello. Uh, if you are a longtime member of this community, uh, you'll know who Hyokin Seiso is. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of a, our way of highlighting local talent. Absolutely. Yeah. In case you missed it, Odafest is now offering free Wi-Fi throughout the duration of Odafest 2019, <laughs> courtesy of the Calgary Tales Convention Center. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. No, we, we actually are providing Wi-Fi. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Stay connected with your friends, social media, and our online platforms through the convention weekend with ease. More de- details at odafest.com slash Wi-Fi. Which also is one of my favorite announcement pages we've ever made. Yeah. it's uh, There, unfortunately, will not be dogs in costumes at the convention. That's not, we don't know that yet. <laughs> we don't know that yet. Yeah, actually, that's uh, <laughs> there might be, there might be, there won't be, uh, they won't be Odafest sponsored. No, I don't no, think so. But, but they won't be provided if by Odafest. If happens to be dogs and costumes, I don't think we're going to mind. No, well, I won't mind. Exactly. We're, we're providing the, the Wi-Fi, though. Exactly. We really are. Anyways, in the meantime, buy your weekend passes online for Odafest 2019. There's not much time left. Do it for your ancestors. Uh, bring honor to your family. They would have wanted it this way. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, don't, don't dishonor your family. Don't yeah. dishonor don't your cow. cow. Don't dishonor... <laughs> I don't remember how that goes. No, me neither. Okay. Uh, you know what? Let's let's hit up the Kawaii Bebop thing. Cause, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Lots of, uh, so if you're not aware... So you've been under a rock for the yeah, last like, 48 hours. Yeah. And not aware of Kawaii Bebop as a series as a whole for the last 20 years. Uh, it's, it's the 20th anniversary, so um, there's a lot of Kawaii Bebop stuff. We have Kawaii Bebop guests. Calgary Expo has Bebop guests mm-hmm. for the voice actors and everything like that. And Netflix also has a Cowboy Bebop live action coming out. Yeah, um, and it's uh, it's very interesting in terms of the casting choices. Mm-hmm. I so I guess we we'll, we should run through the casting choices first before we talk about it too sure. much. Sure. Um, I thought it was pretty cool casting overall. Um, I don't know what one of the actors has done yet, um, no. but anyways, John Cho is going to be Spike Spiegel. Now the thing is though. Um, I don't think I saw an official um, press release from Netflix saying that these were the character names. For all we know, they could be 
this could be set in the Cowboy Bebop universe, but not actually be Cowboy Bebop. No, like follow, like a remake of the series. I'm pretty sure I've you seen are? Okay. A, like an actual release. I, I didn't pull the... Okay, well, well, the thing is, yeah. all I saw was John Cho was starring, and people just assumed it was going to be Spike. So mm. I'm not sure. But anyways, yeah, uh, I'm interested. I'm not going to... Not gonna put him down. I'm just very interested. Yeah. Have you watched? No, I've Bob? never seen the show. You've never seen it? Really? I've I heard good you... things, but I've never seen it. Dude, it's, it's a classic. It's old, like, yeah, it's old school. Um, but it's honestly, it's just a fun, in like like series like with you know, it's got like exploration into it, themes into it. It's kind of got like it's very artistic. Yeah, it's got a lot of yeah. art into it. Um, I mean, the opening sequence. Even if you've never watched the show, I think a lot of people know it. Like, with yeah, I've seen that. And, yeah. like uh-huh. that. and it's got, and it gives you a really good idea of what the art direction is for that show. Right. Um, Anyways, we got John Cho as yeah. Spike. We have Mustafa Shakir as Jet Black, and Daniela Pineda as Faye Valentine. Hmm. Apologies if I've uh, mispronounced any names. They're not going to hear this. Yeah, but just in case, <laughs> I know it's not even that. I just don't like. I don't want to mispronounce names. You know. Right. Um, I don't know who Daniela Pineda is. I know who Mustafa Shakir is. Yeah, um, he has done a few things. Let me pull. I want to pull it up just to uh, point out a couple of things. But. You know what, though, I'm actually kind of um, happy about this. If I, if I like, if you really sit down and think about this, because this was supposed to be Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. uh, a long time ago. Oh because yeah, that's he, he had he had pitched the project to Warner Brothers and they had rejected it. Um, and now he's probably too busy with John Wick and with, uh, what was it, Bill and Ted to yeah, be able yeah. to do Cowboy Bebop. So, you know, John Cho, giving, get, him giving another actor a shot would be kind of cool. So. Keanu Reeves would have been a good Spike. He would have been, like, the perfect Spike, I think, if we're doing, like, a straight adaptation of the yeah, TV yeah, series. Like a very, like a very uh, uh, media to other media kind of transliteration yeah, of it. exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, if you really get down to it, like, John Wick with like you take out like a bit of the arrogance. John Wick is basically Spike. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You really think about it, so <laughs> it's true. Um, but yeah, like Mustafa Shakir has been. He was in Luke Cage, uh, or he is Luke Cage, or no, that's no, not true. I don't he think was he is in Luke, Luke Cage. Cage, but he's 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 uh, the Bushmaster, um, and that was in season two. He's he's all over TV. I don't think he has a lot of movie credits. Mm. Kind of makes building. sense though. This is this is a series. Yeah, so he's kind of like I think. Well, when you think about these things, like there's there could be like a movie. Like there could be like a like a um, you know what when they do like a series wrap up type of movie. Mm-hmm. I mean they 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 can translate. They can always translate to that because I don't think Bebop ever did anything like that, did they? Like um, they did have a movie, but they didn't have a live anything live action. There yeah. was a movie though. Um, and then you have let's see the one character or the only actress that I don't uh, know here is Danielle Pineda and I've never actually heard her name before mm-hmm. um, I guess I could have looked up before but um, just trying to see what she's been in that's kind of related to the genre hopefully it, she it's something. kind of interesting that they waited till the 20th anniversary to actually just come out with this news because this can go either way this could either be really awful like you know, for sure Netflix Death Note or I don't know what you mean that was amazing really yeah <laughs> did you sit through the whole thing yes I loved it <laughs> I thought it was a really interesting take on it was okay, very different yeah. True to enough. be clear I thought it was bad but was I thought it was an interesting take on right. those characters oh. in that scene hmm. okay. scenario sorry hold on I gotta like I gotta make sure I know what this character is but did either of you watch uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom I didn't uh, watch Fallen Kingdom no. oh she's in it anyways. oh okay All right. uh, she's a fun she's a fun character in it She's kind of got like this 
sassy nerd uh, girl character in it. Interesting. Cool. Well, we're going to uh, see how Faye works out. She's got a lot of depth yeah. as a character, but like she really needs to have that like you know Edge. sex appeal, yeah. right? Because that that's what Faye is, right? She's a, like a throwback to the old like um, femme fatales of like of noir yeah. and stuff, right? So she's also been in uh, the Vampire Diaries and. Oh. She's been in some college humor stuff, so maybe more people. College humor, <laughs> interesting. No, no, no. I know, like, I know that's a weird credit to pull up, but I mean, I think a lot of people watch that, right? Like, it's, yeah, they do. Instead yeah. of following an, a specific series, mm-hmm. you might watch a college humor short, and then you'd be like, you can. Click. Actually, yeah. Now that I think about it, I do sometimes like I'll, I'll I'll see people on random TV shows, and I'll be like, Where have I seen them before? That person's off of college humor or there something. You go. Yeah. Right. True enough. So there's a there's a few more connections there, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But yeah, no, everyone's up in arms about John Cho as Spike and stuff. But um, no, I don't know. I think I think it's gonna be interesting if he can pull off the part. I don't care. Yeah, uh, it, it's got. It, but the, we're now getting to the whole thing because you know we, we uh, a while back I was talking about Scarlett Johansson being. Um, oh, um, um, Motoko. Mo- Motoko from Ghost in the Shell yeah. and stuff. Um, I feel really bad because, like, we talked. I remember say- what I remember saying was that Scarlett Johansson is a good actor, and you're putting her essentially in the char- in the character of like a husk of a human being. Yeah, and exactly. You're not like you're. It's like all that skill, and you're and you're basically trying to. Uh, what's the girl from Twilight? <laughs> oh, uh, Bella. Kristen Stewart. Bella. Kristen Stewart. <laughs> yeah. No, apparently, to- apparently, Kristen Stewart can act. It's just that Bella is an awful character. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But she still got that same like yeah. that really just like dead, um, uh, uh, stone face kind of dead of, inside thing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, no. This so it's kind of interesting because like this is a Japanese work where that 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 person is not meant to be Japanese, right? They're or Asian. They're meant to be a Jewish yeah. character, yeah. right? But then they God cast damn immigrants taking our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the thing is, if you think about male Asian actors, who else are you going to get but John Cho? Really, um, the Korean, uh, the so, other Korean. Sorry, because John Cho is also Korean. Um, <laughs> Walking um, Dead guy, uh, the comedian Doctor Boy, the. Uh, Ken Jeong? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of Ken Jeong as because, Spike because Jackie Chan's oh, basically retired. First yeah, <laughs> so. the guy who plays Han in Fast and Furious. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is. No, but it's well, um. No, but uh. Oh, sorry, uh, 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 it man. Uh, uh, oh, um. Why are we so bad with names? I don't know because everyone, c- everyone, you know who it man. Because because you can probably tell me who their like their Chinese name right in, in Cantonese. Yeah. Right, because like a lot of these people, like a lot of these uh, older Asian actors are. You know, veterans of the Hong Kong movie industry and stuff. Donnie right? Yen. Donnie Yen. Holy yeah. crap! <laughs> Forget Donnie Yen. Yeah, I had to wow. that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, man. But anyways, um, it's been a long week. Yeah. No. It's. It, it seems to me though, someone pulled up like some references, because uh, the original creator of Cowboy Bebop, Shinjiro Watanabe, he had based Spike off of an old, like old school nineteen sixties uh, Japanese actor. Who was pretty famous oh, really? just in Japan? Weird. So it's, it's I don't know. Full circle. Yeah, it's I come mean, full like, circle. Yeah, not, not Japanese, but that's not the point. No, but I mean, like my point is, that it has come full circle, right? But it's kind of, right? it's, it, kind of uh, uh, synchronicity. Yeah, but I, th- I just think the casting is just going to subvert our our um, expectations, right? Hopefully. So I think that's that's cool. Yeah, if it's good, it's good. That's all it really comes down to. Like, yeah. I don't care that much about race swapping, like. 
Um, no, it, like I, I you should. Care about, no, like, no one should care. Pers- yeah. Like, in, 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 you know what I mean? Like, like, I care about representation in the sense yeah. that, like, for example, if it's like Mulan, maybe she have a, an Asian actress yeah. because it's it's not a false. It's not a it's not a fictional character. Right. It's a it's a historical figure. But if you've yeah. got like Spike Spiegel, like, dude, yeah, it's it's a sci-fi universe. It's a sci-fi universe. It's an adaptation so. of a cartoon. Anyways. Uh, speaking of Netflix, I don't know if you guys have uh, seen it or not. I just saw this like on the way over. Um, the trailer for the Rila Kuma uh, character uh, um, cartoon came out. No, no. <laughs> but how's Rila Kuma? I mean, it's Rila, be Rila Kuma. No, Rila Kuma. It's, he's the he's Rila the Kuma. brown beard. He's you know all the cute crab. I, I've probably seen it. I just don't know by it's, name. It's, man. it's the brown. It's the cute Japanese brown bear. It's and it's like relaxing all the time okay. and it's sleeping all the time. Cool. No, yeah, dude. Okay, well, well, anyways, you know who he is, probably. It's it's just interesting because Netflix yeah. is coming out with all these. Um, oh, I've seen this thing. Yeah. yeah, there's gonna be that's a Netflix cute. series of it. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, but it's uh, a. <laughs> is it like is it like a Gretzko? Yeah, it, actually, like it stylistically, is. Stylistically, well, art, writing wise, apparently, writing. Be, like, <laughs> right? No, My because it's it, it it's like <laughs> Rila Kuma and his friends are like roommates of this Japanese woman who's like overworked and overstressed and all that, right? Sure. So like it's it's kind of addressing the whole like Japanese office culture stuff again, uh-huh. right? But it's um, the style's way more like claymation, like almost. Uh, yeah, hey, if it's cool, it's cool. Yeah, it looks cool. So um, should be like. I don't know if I'll watch. Is it that long episodes or like shorts? Probably shorts. Cool. Yeah, I'll probably, probably watch like that. ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, Aggretsuko is great. So Netflix has had a pretty good record of adapting Japanese characters to their original series. I think because mm-hmm. Aggretsuko is great. Um, I wonder where they're getting the um, work done out of. Like where the um, they're probably animation. funding studios in Japan. I think Korea. Or Korea, yeah, because yeah. like I know Gretsuko was animated in Japan. Sanrio really? oversaw it, yeah. Sanrio, but Sanrio would do that, yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's important to know that Rilakkuma is not a Sanrio property. No. So just knowing that, like the mm. licensing around that, then you have a different studio which may not have the money to really push their or brand standards like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Small things like that. It's always it's interesting because you'll see differences in quality. You'll see differences in style and stuff like that mm-hmm. from different uh, studios, of course. Okay. Uh, well, anyways, you guys haven't seen it, so let's, let's no, move on. Yeah. But yeah, uh, a trailer that we did see though mm-hmm. just recently. Is just recently, very recently, <laughs> literally right. right before this podcast. I am technically yes. correct. The best kind of correct. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker trailer. Yeah, which is pretty good. I, I thought Nate. Look neat. <laughs> yeah. neat. That's all you got. That's all you got to Dude, say about it. Rob's hype. This is Rob's like. <laughs> this is his five out of seven. <laughs> Looks Look neat. Here's Rob's five out of seven. Look, nothing about the trailer made me think. Fuck yeah, I got to see that tomorrow. But it didn't look bad. I, I mean, I'm also very much still wishing for something uh, good enough to match up to uh, Dark the Knight. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah. So on that note. My first two thoughts are it's obviously based on that uh, Joker philosophy of like one bad day. Like it kind of turns yeah. you insane. Like you have an yeah. okay life. or well, maybe, you know, it's, not, it's not just one bad day according to this trailer though. No, like, it looks like a serious bad day. Yes. <laughs> but there's that. And then number two is I don't think this trailer or this movie exists without Heath Ledger. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I would say so too because... it's it's, it's it's obviously not the same like yeah. universe, and it's not the same 
idea like it's not the exact same character mm-hmm. but there is so many influences from that portrayal mm-hmm. that it's impossible not to be just like, that portrayal though i would no it's I would not say, i mean there, that laugh was pretty good hey it was great that that was like whoa yeah, yeah. that's almost there well, almost well there. he was like in the the scene from the movie he was he was practicing the laugh though right yeah. so no um it, it's interesting because most like up until Heath Ledger, all of these live action portrayals of the Joker were kind of just like I fell into a chemical man. <laughs> yeah, or it's like it was like oh, it's very comic booky, right? But like the, the the comics, you know, they 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 do all these like character studies of this psychotic character, sure. right? I mean, like like the kill like this looks like Killing Joke. You, if a you bit, a if you read bit. Killing Joke, right? It kind of kind of looks like that. So it, you know, I I would say you're right in terms that Heath Ledger legitimized like a, a, a serious portrayal of the Joker and like an analysis yeah, of the character. Yeah, it's not just like, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Oh. <laughs> okay, that, okay. Jack Nicholson's Joker is not like the worst for the movie or anything. Every like that. '90s kid loves that portrayal yeah. but i i just it's it's i it's, could not connect with it if like you, no. if you like isolated amongst like the other uh, the other jokers such as even mark mm-hmm. Hamill's joker right like a cartoon joker versus like that live action portrayal you're like boy why did they go this yeah, i'm gonna straight up say like i don't like the tim burton batman movies i, I felt like he like tim burton has a fundamental misunderstanding of the character but uh we, we'll agree to disagree on at least okay. one of those movies though. okay sure yeah but like anyway. returns is okay the original batman sucks yeah. i think forever and batman and robin don't exist we don't talk about them but that's, <laughs> those aren't tim burton ones no they're not they're joel schmacher yes um there's no there's no obvious existence of batman yeah it, it's like which is important if batman shows up like it should just be bruce wayne and like there's speculation that the kid in the trailer is actually a young bruce oh are are they gonna go for the whole joe chill idea maybe yeah but like i don't want him to be the guy joe chill's the the guy who murdered uh bruce wayne's parents but there's also the the theory that like joe chill is joker Mm. but like pre-joker yeah, I, I kills, and he kills the really parents, hope not. Joker has like an innate relationship with with Batman because of this mm-hmm. very first interaction. Yeah, but they might not go that way. I don't know. But my 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 question here is like, you saw the Joker, you see the characterization that uh, Joaquin Phoenix kind of portrays here, mm-hmm. but that pushes forward the idea is like. Where's the antagonist? Is the is the idea that he's his own antagonist? Yeah, that's that's, that's the whole point of the Joker, right? I, well, no, I get that, but I mean like. Is that going to be an an enjoyable consumer level movie? I, I yeah, that's the thing that gets like, me excited about this because this is a lot of people are going to go in expecting like a superhero origin movie. Yeah, which because it's one thing be. to have like Suicide Squad where people may not have liked Suicide Squad, but it was still at least a consumer level movie where it wasn't like too yeah. um hot, like like too high concept sort of uh, yeah. with with a character that people. Uh, the mass media generally knows well and the yeah. general audience knows yeah. well but you don't want to just be like well the Joker just went crazy and that's that's it yeah <laughs> right? do you, like, guys, you don't want to be sitting there thinking that do you guys think there's a franchise to be built here like no. is there a part two or I really hope this is a one shot it's a one shot I hope okay. so if it's a one shot there's a chance it's a two shot and I'm o- yeah. I might be okay with an idea with a two shot and I want to put this D- forward. DC's in a weird place yeah. right now that's just it like I mean they, they can't really compete with big budget stuff like um, like against Marvel, right? So <laughs> Just like, say Marvel, so yeah. They, yeah, they 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 have to like dive in and like yeah. commit, right? So when you made Shazam, they just committed with like sort of like a Steven Spielberg esque like comedy movie, right? Bayfar saw Shazam and he said it was pretty good. 
Yeah, like a hearing. He said it was good too. Yeah. yeah, so like I mean that's Shazam, right? And then like Aquaman's kind of meh, whatever. Wonder Woman was great, it. and it, it was okay. Wonder Woman was great because yeah. it kind of beat um, Captain Marvel to the market, right? So I mean, like that's I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like they, they have to like lean in one direction and commit to it, right? They they can't just do like what Marvel does and carbon copy it because I think their characters fundamentally are different. Well, their universes are fundamentally yeah, exactly right. Like. Like in, ter- been, in terms of writing, point, in terms of seriousness, and yeah. All that. yeah. At this point, there's this whole like um, DC kind of fell into the real world um, idea of like how things are seemingly more despairing and dark, and like, yeah. like James Bond fell in that. Um, well, that, into that trench yeah. as well because James Bond used to be a much more campy, a little bit more lighthearted. Like, yeah. Like you know, like you have a lot of action, you got mm-hmm. a lot of um, sex, I guess, appeal. Yeah. Uh, but like now, the James Bond that at the very least Daniel Craig portrays is a very like it's just dark. It's just darker and edgier. Yeah. yeah, darker and edgier is kind of what they're going for. But right. you can go overboard with it, like with absolutely Batman v Superman, which is an awful movie. Yeah. An awful I just movie. Wa- I I've never seen that movie, but today I just watched like the fight scene on YouTube, and I was just like, I. I can see where they're trying to go. Yeah. But it's just, it doesn't seem fun. You can't deliver a big plot twist, <laughs> like a character developing plot twist yeah. and into I don't, a movie like that. It's just, ugh. I just don't want to watch Batman rip off a sink from a bathroom wall and start beating Superman with it. It doesn't seem very Batman. <laughs> it kind of, no, that's totally Batman. What are you to talking about? To rip a sink, a bathroom sink off a wall. Oh, and, yeah. And, that's, and, that, that's very Batman. No, he would smash someone into it, and then mm-hmm. kind of like, that's it. But you okay. don't, but he doesn't just like take an object and start, like, he, he doesn't go, uh, he like WWE and takes like a yeah. steel chair to his back and is oh, like, okay. oh my God, he's dead, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Arkham. Like like the games, right? Uh, like, yeah, like but the, the, like the, the, the style of game fighting. is not a. The style yeah. of fighting is. Yeah. I mean, okay, but anyways, like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I hope it's a one shot. I hope he doesn't. I, I hope they're not going for like a DC extended universe, or even yeah. if they do, they don't. They can't be direct sequels to each other because they tried it with Suicide Squad, they tried it with Batman v Superman, they tried it with Justice League. Yeah. All three of those movies were awful. <laughs> and like, I have some kind of hope for this movie, but a lot of people already know I don't love superhero movies. There's yeah. a lot, and I haven't watched most of them now at this point, which is great. Uh, for me yeah. I'm okay with this Joker one because it's not technically a superhero number one and number two it's it's a it's really a development of this character which is a little bit more than just like your standard good guy meets bad guy and defeats bad guy yeah you know uh yeah yeah but I guess that means we can talk about the third thing <laughs> before we do that though yeah uh we should probably thank I, our corporate sponsors you're absolutely correct uh, we'd like to thank Chinook Crafts for sponsoring our episode and Odafest in general for, I believe, the last five years. Five so, years? Five wow. years. Uh, they've done some things before they were even sponsors of us. Yeah, I think they did the badges before they even yeah, officially they, sponsored. They, just, they, they yeah, honestly they put in a lot more work than I've... Uh, than I knew. They've helped us they cook up stuff. some stuff for this year that I think people going to the Maid Cafe are really going exactly. to enjoy. That's all I'm uh, going to say. But. Yeah. But here is Chinook Crafts. Chinook Crafts has been an Odafest exhibitor since 2011 and has been supporting Odafest events for the last five years. This year, Chinook Crafts continues their support of the Odafest Pokemon League with amazing gym badges and with limited edition pins for patrons of the Maid and Butler Cafe. They'll have an exclusive Odafest 2019 necklace available at their booth in the exhibitor hall. 
Don't forget to also take a look at their amazing selection of handmade props, pins, and another one-of-a-kind laser cut and resin cast crafts. Thanks again, Tishina Kraus, for all your hard work and your continued support of our convention, our event, and our patrons. Mm -hmm. Um, Shop local. Yep, they do amazing, amazing stuff. Yeah. Have you bought anything ever from from their... I don't think I've actually gotten anything. I've looked at it. I really appreciate their work. Mm -hmm. It was more like, I don't know what I would do with this. I mean, that's bullshit coming from me. If you've seen my room, I have a ton of garbage. Um, <laughs> but I couldn't get it at this time for some reason. Yeah. I mean... I've bought, like, Destiny charms from them. Um, if, if any yeah. sort of, like, kind of more obscure fandom, like, they'll do something for you. Yes. Like, I, I, think I would cool. almost say that, too. And, you know? and also, like, popular stuff. Like, I think yeah. they have, like... I've seen Dragon Balls. Not, like, Ball Balls, but, like... Balls. Uh, <laughs> What do you want to call them, Alfred? Yeah, yeah. Spears. <laughs> you want to laugh? Sphered. Spears. That's all what they're called, Alfred. Dragon Ball the pins. Is they called... made Dragon Ball pins. Is that what you're trying to say? I don't know if they're they're like charms, discs. pins, they're like discs, <laughs> coasters. They, they come in they they come in a casing and everything. So it's just uh, like a one... display piece, right? Like they're not necessarily pins. Yeah, they're display piece. Yeah, yeah. that's why I mean. Are they uh, flat though? Yeah. Discs. Are yeah. they flat though? Yeah. So are they coasters? You could use them anything's a coaster. Anything can be a coaster. Yeah. Remember old anything, C- anything Do you remember when we used to burn CDs and every time you fail to burn, you would get a new coaster? I sure would. Oh, or another man. thing to like shoot at with a Nerf gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was another? Oh, the, my favorite stuff that they've gotten is like they had like the Digimon Digivices. Yeah, those that are cool. Yeah, so yeah. cool. But it also made me a little sad seeing like Digivices in the real world because they don't look nearly as cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no, Dude, in the sense that like no, no, they no. look clunky. Like you look at the actual original design and you're like, the nostalgia says they're cool, but the actual design says they're old and clunky '90s design. Nah, man, nope. Dude, those those uh, Digivice Tamagotchis, I man, I had the second generation of those ones. Yeah, I did too. But like, I, I always felt the the original season one Digivice was the coolest the looking one, ones? the squarish ones, right? Because uh, because yeah, I had the one that was like a teardrop shape almost. Yeah, that looks shape. really like oh my god, that looks like uh, there's this one '90s toy that I had. It, it was like you would record your voice into it, and you would press a button, and it would like mutate your voice. Yes, I remember it. It was yeah, purple. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, it, it, <laughs> it was like, purple. And like yellow. when when those Digivices came out, I thought it was like Yakbacks. That's what they were called. That's what it is. Yakbacks. Oh, I thought god. they were Yakbacks. We could talk was, forever about oh, nostalgia. Man. <laughs> on like old toys man forever we might even continue on <laughs> but anyways it'll get really bad anyway thanks again for bringing on the memories man yeah that's kind of that's a big part right um so uh last big bit of movie i guess we'll yeah. talk about is obviously did you get your tickets i did not wow because i don't get Avengers end game super easily yeah i got them at like as soon as they open i got the first seats in the showing for the one i yeah. wanted who are you going with uh jen Okay. Yeah, Are some, you seeing it yeah. here or Edmonton? Edmonton. Oh, okay. I, to be fair, I was going for Saturday, not opening night or mm-hmm. like the midnight release, but it was wide open. So that's the thing. In I, I read a bit of an article that said like resellers are selling some first showing opening night tickets mm-hmm. for like ten grand. Yeah, fuck scalpers. Why? Because that's that's oh a capitalist God. economy. Man. Yeah, that's, no, that's why. no, that's a bullshit thing. Capitalism is good. This is fucking trash. <laughs> 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 this, this is, is entre- an example. No, man, this is independent entre- entrepreneurship. What are you talking about? Okay, yeah. anyways, but <laughs> turn um, an eighteen dollar ticket into a, into a ten grand. I, I just yeah, it's exploitive and all that. But like, I'm just trying to figure out why someone would pay ten grand. Like, no one's that big of a fan of anything unless no. like, and they don't have that much disposable income, mm-hmm. right? Unless someone's just, like, how much value is there really? Like, because like, like, yeah. like if you think about it, 
It's you may be the first part of like the first audience to see it, mm-hmm. but you know that there's been pre-screenings and special shows before you that have seen it. Yeah. Unless you literally worked on the film, mm-hmm. you are not the first person to see this film. That could be um, very little actual value if you want to break it down. That almost feels like there could be like a celebrity appearance for a ticket like that, like ten thousand dollars. Look, I'm saying like, that shake Thanos hands is with... giving me a personal <laughs> high five with the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> If, if I'm paying if Ant Man doesn't finish him first, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yo, those Ant Man memes. Oh my god! Them? No, which you, ones? Oh wait, do you mean how well, like how he's gonna kill Thanos? Thanos. Thanos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. Those are good. <laughs> can we mention it? Yeah, we can mention it. it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> if you for somehow you don't really follow that much pop culture, but you still want to see Avengers. You should know that you know the ant like Ant Man is going to be in this movie. He's going to be one of the ones that didn't uh, pass away to the snap. And um, their theory, the best fan theory I've ever seen for anything popular, is that Ant Man is going to be the one to kill Thanos by shrinking, crawling up <laughs> Thanos's ass, and then expanding. <laughs> <laughs> and there were this pretty said, viable, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> like it's it's real. It's the real shit we're talking about. I think about. the greatest one was that there was. Oh my god, there was a there was a plan to defeat Thanos Venn diagram where it was both sides were just purple and there was yeah. nothing in either side, just in the middle. That's good. That's oh, the greatest thing. That's um, so good. Even even the Russo brothers, the the, the two guys who are directing the movie, yeah. they, they even changed their um their Twitter like profile picture to like one of those memes. Yeah, it, I bet. Like everyone's getting on it. It's yeah. hilarious. Whoever came up with that first, kudos to you. Yeah. Um in but yeah, like to the actual tickets being sold at ten grand, are they being purchased at ten grand or just sold? Probably. Lots of stuff gets no, scalped, just, it's just yeah. and no one buys people it. Yeah. yeah, so I, I'm sure that someone has bought a, a more expensive ticket. I'm guessing that somebody might have bought like a hundred or two hundred or three hundred dollars. Yeah, ticket. I'm not. I, I just wouldn't be surprised. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. But if you're talking about a ten grand ticket, I highly doubt that. No, to no. be honest, unless you somehow could like. I don't think you can tell that much off a serial number, for example. But if you could like get an idea that like this t- ticket was like zero zero one printed for this, mm-hmm. then maybe it would have some value. But mm-hmm. I, I doubt that. Still, so, uh, um, yeah. it's just the, the it's kind of crazy that it's this month though. Like it, it, that hasn't really dawned on me that it's coming out this month. It's kind of true. Yeah, I'm like, excited I mean, still, for it. So mm-hmm. yeah, like like I said, I'm I'm happy because I just I want to see the end yeah. of this, whatever this might be, and I can just be free from superhero movies yeah, for a while. I'm not saying they're not going to stop coming out. Oh saying, no, like, they won't. Yeah, I just want to see whose contracts are ending. <laughs> it's basically true. it's like, yeah, yeah. You're just upset because the pre-sale broke Star Wars records. I don't even care. What? <laughs> I don't care. How no. dare you say I care? I don't. I don't care at all. <laughs> I just like I know for a fact that episode nine is not going to br- break any records for pre-sale because everyone's still so angry from Last Jedi. Seemingly, Star Wars nerds are super angry. They're, they're yeah, Star Wars nerds are. I feel alone in that camp. I really like that movie. I like it too. Last Jedi was good, and just but I mean, you know, you mentioned it. it you mentioned there's a certain Star Wars fans, and they get frothing at the mouth. Yeah, but I mean, it's the same thing that. for the like, prequels. It's the same thing for yeah, okay. you know, a whole bunch of stuff. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> oh, and speaking of Star Wars, though, next week, next Friday will be Star Wars Celebration, uh, and we've heard. What does some, that mean Star Wars Celebration is the the, the official convention of Star Wars? Uh, oh, I think it's being held in L.A. I believe. Oh, well, yeah, like L.A. or Anaheim. Well, it could be because Disney. Yes, right? exactly. But could be, um, could be Anaheim. We, we could get a trailer next Friday. Is yeah. what they're saying. There is an episode nine panel. 
uh, last couple uh, of times they've revealed the trailer doing the panel and uh, it, apparently the guest list for this panel is in the double digits so meaning the entire cast will be there there's no um, release date yet is there no no. We're probably going to get ahead of this panel. And uh, apparently demand is so high and they don't want people camping out. Because like when, when Force Awakens came out, people were camping out for like four days outside the... So are they trying to mitigate this? Uh, lottery system. Pure lottery. System. Pure lottery. So Can I... Actually, I want to bring up something on that note. Yeah. That's how Japan does it. Yeah, for conventions, yeah. Conventions and a lot of like large-scale events. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, all, it's a... Unless you're invited... It's a full-on lottery system. So big concerts, yeah. uh, uh, big, big media events, are and its own like scam of buy a product to get a chance for a lottery to buy the ticket. You might know this. I already. do know this. Were you? Did you try? Did well, you try I, I helped Jen buy some stuff to get a shot at getting into the concert, and she she didn't, and got a scalp ticket instead. Which which uh, concert was this? I was I seven. Oh, oh, that's kind of a big that word, Reba right? voice actor thing. Yeah. Okay, interesting. But yeah, it's. I don't necessarily think it's a bad system. For, I mean, for we talk this, about it for this in this instance. I would say it's probably a good idea. It's cause, probably valid because yeah. you, you have a convention about Star Wars. Every single person attending that convention is going to want to go to that one panel, right? Um, and even with overflow, you're only going to have so many power rooms that people can go into and watch. Absolutely, right? So I wonder if there is overflow. Uh, th- there was. I think uh, um, the, the last the last couple of panels. I think they took up two the, the largest halls. Yeah, they don't stream the panel. I'm assuming. Uh, later they do. Yeah. Okay, but and, it's, and I don't think oh, there's I'm enough of a streaming. That's called a recording. Yeah. <laughs> the, well, just because yeah, if, if they if yeah, they sold like they... a pay per view, <laughs> people would buy that. Yeah, they would. If yeah. you bought like what, like a. Yeah, Actually, I think they did do that. I think for um, Last Jedi when that came out, right? Like they, you could buy a virtual ticket to. To so um, like BlizzCon, kind of like BlizzCon, oh. yeah. Which which I think is great personally. But do you remember what the value of that was, the sale price for anything like that? I'm just I don't curious. Know. I don't know because you're just BlizzCon. You obviously don't. You can't seventy or eighty. Yeah. What? I think I could. Yeah, be but that, that's every single. You, panel. you get full um, access to every yeah. event. For Maybe, the but, but then again, then again, Disney doesn't need to make any more money off of like anything. convention goers. Yeah. yeah, so like, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, but I. There was a way to to watch it. I remember last last time this happened. Well, yeah, I was so. thinking less money, more like, look, you can't get in physically, but watch it here, yeah. guaranteed. Could you just imagine that convention though? Like right when like one o'clock or whatever, like panel supposed to be, <laughs> like the everyone just drops what they're doing, pulls out their phone, and like or like crowds around yeah. the screen in like the oh, main absolutely. vendors hall or something. Like, I think Celebration is one convention that I'm gonna put on my bucket list. I'm, I need to go to Celebration at you one need point. To pay your respects. Gotta pay my That's respects. Up. Press F to pay respects. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotta get my uh, my posters all signed. I, I've got. Uh, is, that, is that like what? What's like the merchandise that you collect? Like you're the number one for Star Wars. Yeah, for Star Wars. The like pro- you- the, the the thing I prize the most is a Empire Strikes Back poster signed by Carrie Fisher. Cool. Yeah, and it's signed. It's also signed by Billy D. Williams. I I that pro- was okay. Billy I will D. probably was Calgary Expo. Yeah, right? I will but probably uh, oh Edmonton. Oh, okay. Yeah, I will probably never get um, Harrison Ford, but I want to get Mark Hamill at some point one day. So, mm. why do you think you won't get Harrison Ford? Because he doesn't do the circuit. I don't think he does. No, I, I think you're right, though. He's I the feel. one famous person, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. I'm not. <laughs> um, like, I mean, uh, he's he's the one actor from those movies whose career actually survived the '70s. Well, he also had multiple franchises. Yeah, like, like Indiana Jones helped him, but yeah, yeah, so. Um, 
No, that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I could ever see the same. I have nothing that I own that I would want signed mm-hmm. or acknowledged by someone who was famous. Well, I mean, you don't really collect anything either, do you? I have a bundle of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, the things you do collect, though, like, do, do you have any sort of, like, celebrity attachment to it? Like, I don't know. Like, Rob, do you, do you have anything? Or? Uh, I like collecting lots of cute and adorable and pointless plastic, all sorts of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Some might call it a figure. But is um, there anything? But no. Some might call it a figure. But no, I don't care about signatures. It's the one yeah. thing about Calgary Expo. I'm like, you're standing in a line for an autograph. Like, that's cool. Happy for you. I didn't mm-hmm. get it. I've yeah. gotten autographs for other people. That's I like, was there. Like, yeah, from I was a mule yeah. for many, many yeah. for like for like three years. I had gotten like the total uh, equivalent yeah. of like twenty different autographs just being like the guy who stood in lines and yeah. I had like sometimes I'd have a VIP pass so to make it quicker. That's so and, good of you. Hmm? That's so so kind hearted of you. So kind hearted. I really just dude, like you know, I shake the guy's hand and be like, uh, can you give the can you make this out to like Bob? <laughs> <laughs> like I was just like, Man, this is just a transaction. Uh, you, I'm sure you're a cool guy, but it's not like we're gonna get to ever sit down and talk mm-hmm. so it doesn't really make a whole difference yeah. um I, I i don't know yeah, i just man. i haven't been heavily involved with many fandoms lately so I, I just don't have much to like or a lot of people really to like want to go meet that being said though calgary expo david hater definitely getting to sign my metal gear solid collection oh, he'll so be there. That's neat. yeah he will be <laughs> yeah. someone uh rain wilson i think he canceled yeah he did unfortunately yeah, yeah. um like i'm not even a like He's cool. He's. He, I think he's. He's a. He. He's a good. He's. He's good at what he does mm-hmm. in the industry in general because he's not just an actor or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I sort of watched The Office a little bit. Yeah. But it would have been cool just to see him around. Dude, I knew, I knew people who are very disappointed. Like they're obsessed oh, yeah, with The really Office. Yeah. Like I know, I've known people who like have rewatched it like three times. Who's their headline guest? Uh, <laughs> good question. I should know this. I don't. But uh, I'll, I'll look it up. I, yeah. I, yeah. Like I said, like. You know, people might think it's weird that we might not know, but it's kind of like you have to you have to be into it to know. Like you have yeah, to be exactly. into yeah. who the who who's there to know. Yeah, in a sense, right? You know, just so, because I work for Odefest doesn't mean I am. You know, like I think there's tied to everything. Yeah. people whose panel I'd be interested in, like to hear them talk, and maybe answer questions or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Kojima would be the number one pick. Kojima, but yeah. I have no interest in meeting someone who is paid to talk to you for 10 seconds for sure and leave Michael right Fox yeah would be interesting he's there oh yeah uh linda carter's here christopher lloyd that would be an interesting christopher one. lloyd yeah right. linda uh, carter that's uh wonder woman yeah right. my mom would be excited about that actually she used to watch that series oh yeah yeah uh <laughs> truly you were you had no genetically you had no chance <laughs> <laughs> nope. you were always going to be a nerd um zachary levi so shazam um, man, that's that's like an untapped. No, well, I wouldn't say untapped now, like because I'm I'm starting to see a ton of families at Expo, and it's been like that for a few years now, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, just uh, people who like didn't know they wanted to go to a show like that. Because my mom's also like super into the X Files. She would have been um, okay. I changed my mind. There's yeah. one who Peter Weller is Pe- going to be there. Pe- Peter that's Weller. Robocop. Robocop, yeah. Ro- the original Robocop. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a big deal for me because Robocop... Okay, if you know anything about that movie, super violent, not a kid's movie. No. My favorite movie as a child. Mm-hmm. They let My parents let me watch it. I don't know why. It was just goofy. they were working hard full time. <laughs> it's, it's a goofy movie, though. It's it's like violent and gory, yeah, but and it's Yeah, it's got goofy. Like this whole like Jesus uh, like kind of 
story like like storyline to it where he kind of comes back from the dead and is like the savior of yeah, yeah. Detroit City. I, I, like, I should know the director's name, but I don't. He he also did Total Recall and yes, he did Starship uh, Troopers. He's a, he's, a, he's a good he's a good director. Yep. Uh, Active in the eighties and nineties, but not yeah. anymore. But yeah. No, he's he's he he does like um sort of indie ish films right now over in like uh Scandinavia. Yeah, it makes sense though. Understand. Well, I mean, his movies weren't exactly subtle. And uh, like people really don't like satire nowadays, and if it, they do, then it needs to be very subtle. Not gonna lie, satire. if I could get a Peter Weller autograph on a RoboCop print like, action figure, Ooh, I would be. Because yeah. I used to have an action figure. Ooh, I, used, okay, I used to yeah. have one where you press the center button, and he would say his lines, and you could pop open his uh, his, his leg. eye, and then you could get him to pull the gun. That's it was cool. very cool. So yeah. that that is like one of the very few things because I'm very dialed in on super small specific things mm-hmm. as opposed to like this huge franchise that is like Avengers or Batman yeah. or whatever right yeah well I mean fandom takes place takes any form right so yeah. sure does furries <laughs> <laughs> not that we don't appreciate you no please come to the- Odafest <laughs> you're still part of the, the community I just have no particular uh, involvement with any no. of that culture just uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about it. Perfect. Uh, I think we have our second ad. Yes, we do. Ad. Yep. Um, so we'd like to thank the camera store. It's a camera store. Uh, another great local company um, for sponsoring our episode, our convention, and our general camera and videographer community. Right? Mm-hmm. Here we are. The Camera Store supports OdaFest and the creators that capture photos and videos at the festival. We encourage you to shop local the next time you are thinking of taking your cosplay photography to the next level. To experience their knowledge, expertise, and passion for photography, head over to the Camera Store located on 11th Avenue Southwest in the downtown Beltline. Follow them on social media or shop online with free delivery for anything over $100 at thecamerastore.com. Thank you again to the Camera Store. For everything that you do, um, they'll be running a couple of panels here at Odafest for us. Oh, they'll be that's a first. Uh, yeah, they'll be running the photo booth and the exhibitors hall as well, yep. I believe. Um, so again, if anything, uh, if you have questions about just the equipment or how to use it, they're there for you, man. Like mm-hmm. you, you go to some of their events, right? Yeah, uh, they they host a uh, monthly uh, meetup called Beers and Cameras. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you need to be eighteen and over to there, attend. But there's a coffee and cameras. There's a coffee and cameras. So if you're not of age, uh, or you just want coffee, <laughs> or you just want coffee instead of beer, you can go to that. Yeah, but um, just through the camera store and through their like community that they built up I, i've gotten to know a lot of local photographers which which i'm very grateful for it's like i guess that's my fandom now is like the photography community i mean it's I been your fandom for a few years now <laughs> yeah a few years now at this point like i mean um like i, I stopped watching anime about the time i started doing photography now that i think about it so yeah fair enough um i ha- don't do a lot with cameras but i've stepped foot into the camera store more than a handful of times and it's it's a cool place I, I like what they do. It's like a yeah. I get kid in a candy store basically when I'm in I there. Yeah. yeah, it's. What's it, if you had uh, any amount of money? Uh huh. What would be your like dream rig? My dream rig? Yeah. Uh, probably. Oh my god, this sounds so nerdy. Um, go ahead. <laughs> probably a Leica M2 with black paint and a Sumicron 35 millimeter f2. 
have no idea yeah. what most of those things were. It's it's a film it's a film you. film camera, really cool lenses, really expensive. But if I had any of my money, that's why I would be. That's who, why I would. Uh, who makes the Leica? Lenses? Leica. Oh, okay, okay. So they're a German brand. They're yeah. they're kind of like the photographer brand. They're a old German brand. They're the photography yeah. snobs brand nowadays. They make the, they mostly make like like luxury merchandise. I guess they're like Rolex nowadays, but um, their old stuff was like yeah, all the photojournalists use them. If you're into shooting film, Leica is like the top next to like Hasselblad and those those brands and stuff. So mm. yeah, that's probably what I would get. Cool. How much would that be? Oh man, in good condition, that's you're looking at like five or six grand for yeah. that rig. Yeah. So it sounds like if it was in like top condition, it would be like eight, ten, ten. Oh yeah, definitely. Easy. Like like those cameras go for quite a bit. Like I I actually have the model of camera, just just not my ideal model of it because there's variations of every model and stuff, oh, right? Small things. I, yeah, I like. I have one. It was probably my most expensive film camera, yeah. but like I don't, yeah, like I don't have that that type of like aesthetic connection to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a tool for me. So, but yeah, if I were to splurge, I would I would go all out with that. Mm. So, actually, on that note, and kind mm-hmm. of similar, because I asked you about like Star Wars, you have like a prize thing. Do you have a prize thing, Rob? Like a like a collectible thing that you either own. Already, you can go two categories: one that you own, and then one that you'd love to have. I don't have one that I own. Uh, there is a uh, two sculptors uh, called Plastic Cell. They make these uh, one-off and limited run uh, little models, um, oh. about three inches tall, give or take. Oh, or, no, sorry, five inches tall, give or take. Uh, so they've done, uh, they've done like Conor McGregor. They've done Tupac. Uh, oh, Bruce Lee. that's so they do. Cool. Is it, yeah, is it like a, a figure or like a bust or what's like? The uh, it's so it's like a it's like sort of chibi in a sense that like it's oh. not quite proper proportions. Oh, um, so it's almost like a like caricature. the head's a little too big. Yeah, it's kind of like a caricature, but okay. it's the full body. Okay. Mm. Um, and okay. the Connor that they made of that, I would love to get because I think they've made three, mm-hmm. and I highly. T- doubt they'll do a full run of it are you into like super detailed face sculpts though sorry to no not really um okay i just like these guys in particular yeah. oh you like the style yeah. yeah i have a couple of their things and they're releasing a joe rogan soon gonna get oh, that cool. How, what's the what's the price for for something like that uh so the two i have were about 190 usd joe's gonna be about 280 mm-hmm. so these are like probably like yeah. resin yeah so like and, so like mm-hmm. the bruce they only did 400 i think uh rory was about 250 yeah Joe is only going to be 100. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I was about to mention Hot Toys, if you've heard. Yep. Those. I, I know. I have a friend who's into that stuff. It's good quality. Yeah, no, the, the, those are the craziest face sculpts. I, I think most people who are into collecting anime figurines know of Hot Toys, mm-hmm. I think so. Although, like, on the other hand, I'm more of a... Oh, I can't remember the company right now, but it's like the one that has, um, like, the, the, the Zelda... Uh, the, the, yeah, the Zelda... I think it's Figma. I'm it's either Figma or Nendos. Do you like Nendos? Like, do you just no, mean good not, smile as a whole? It's or? the one with, like, you know how there's Creepy Woody? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Those are Figmas. Yeah, yeah, those are Figmas. Mm-hmm. And I like those just because, like, I think they're fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, like maybe it's, like, it would be something that were, it wouldn't, like, it would probably sit on a shelf, like, 90% of the time, but I would probably take off the shelf 10% of the time just mm-hmm. to rearrange them and just have fun with it a little bit yeah. more. Because I'm not a, I'm not a huge like I don't want to keep things in boxes very mm-hmm. much I don't care about like pristineness I want it to be enjoyable totally so. you should get into models build some Gundams I dude there's I have two Gundams right <laughs> yeah, over there yeah there you go yeah and you I have a couple of have initial, initial D cards D, I have yeah. an initial D vehicle there yeah, uh, yeah. that's the Toyota Celica I believe mm-hmm. nice. yeah 
Yeah. I like I I have done modeling. I just I can't keep up with it because there's very few things I want. Like one of the very few Gundam models that I've ever wanted was like one of the um I think it was a perfect or maybe a oh, master grade oh boy. level of uh a wing zero. Oh, so oh, the, the one with the huge box? Yeah, it's a huge box. That's, that's like, the perfect yeah, grade, yeah. It's got pearl wings and stuff yeah. like that. It's like a, it's amazing. Yeah, perfect grade. But I also know that like I'm not really that level. No. Like I would probably I would try. I would I would try, but I'd probably like be like Alfred, <laughs> I need help. Well, no, you help could. I'm confident you could put it together. The Just like real like beauty yeah. is like painting it, yeah. or doing something to, to it on top of that. That's yeah. my problem. Just the plastic is yeah. like you could do that. That's my problem with like I I have a per, I someone bought like Sarah bought me a perfect grade for my birthday like years ago. And that's and like a three hundred dollar buy, yeah. right? And I have not touched it because. I just get like anxiety when I open the box, right? Because no, like seriously, you see all these runners and like all these parts. I'm just like, yeah, this will be fun to build, but it's going to take me hours and days to build. But then I have to paint this thing and do it justice. And everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. Cause I remember that being part of the, the, the wing zero yeah. model. And I was just like, man, amazing to have, like I'm at that point where I'm almost like, I'll buy a completed version. <laughs> Yeah. Sure. Because like, and it sounds stupid. And I was like, it's not that I don't find any value in building it, mm-hmm. but I also understand like where I am, yeah. and and who I would have to be to have right fun. And even that, like, almost. even for me, like I, I've done like a lot of Gundam models at this point. But it's like, if, if I were to build a perfect grade, I would probably need to take a couple of days off from work, right, to do it. Like it's just because it requires focus. You need to sit yeah. down for hours at a time and be able to sand and paint and yeah. This isn't just like, yeah. oh, I'll snap this piece here, and then I'll do that. Oh, God, yeah. It's like, not- if you guys aren't into Gundam, like, if you take a look at the, the, the high grades, which are like kind of like the baseline level kits, right? Oh, yeah. And is. then you look at, like, the the perfect grades, it's, it's perfect. at least, perfect. like, it's an exponential increase in, in complexity. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I wish it could be as just, like, I, I, I don't wish it would be that simple, and I'd... I, I don't know where I really stand. Like I said, I, I would probably just want to buy the finished product, but I know that there's pride in, fin- in, in creating it too. It's like I'm all over the place with that kind of thing, and that's mm-hmm. why I'm not a good customer. What, for what you described, Jay, is why I never got into Warhammer because I think the game's cool. Oh, with but painting all the yeah, minis. minis. Not only buying, yeah. putting together, and then painting the figures, I'm like, uh, it's mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Yeah, man. And then if it does, it's not going to look good enough, and I'll just be sad. Right, yeah. And, and, and it's money wasted. Yeah. Well, that's why people commission people for stuff yeah. now, right? So. That's true, too, but yeah. like, again, there's like, there's 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 that as, yeah there's that aspect of this is mine right yeah absolutely it's, it's the same yeah, thing for exactly. like on a very like mini minuscule comparison maybe like not not the right thing but like when I play RPG games man I spend like hours creating the character that's yeah. like I, I'm meticulous about it I was like I want yep. the face to look this way I want the eyes to be this wide <laughs> mm-hmm. I want them to look like Admiral Akbar maybe yeah well well the thing is though you you're probably thinking like Bethesda games right because like those those take hours to create characters because none of the presets look good it's true <laughs> uh but yeah man like it, I, I get where that pride comes from yeah i also think it's total bullshit and i just cannot i can't commit myself to it yeah so, different stories for different folks exactly yeah uh where were we last little bit i think we should talk about we should. uh borderlands 3 because that's been around on everyone's minds lately yeah i mean well they came out with some cool like uh, trailers and character yeah. designs. That initial the trailer siren. was awesome. Like the pre-trailer was super cool. Yes. Yeah, uh, um, seeing that female siren with like six arms, like mm-hmm. Shiva, kind of like pow. Brick sex solo. Yeah, that's it's legit. Yeah. yeah, it was legit. Um, but 
Epic there's Games Store. That's that's the big thing right now. And right I, now, yeah. I have mixed feelings because I don't like Epic Game Store as a platform, but I think I, have it. I, use it. I think people need to understand that it really sucks just to have a single platform for all your games. We only like you have Steam and some people use GOG, yes. but it's like it, it kind of sucks for just one publisher to control everything about non physical publication. Here's the reason why it sucks for Borderlands fans who don't want to use Epic. I'm not saying that Epic is a good or bad launch platform. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that. For anyone, like, like it's just a small thing. Like, it's not actually a huge reason, especially because there's no data tie-in, like data carryover for, mm-hmm. like, this story and these flags being set or whatever in save files. But you have Borderlands 1 and 2 on Steam. Yeah, I would okay. just want it on Steam. Like, yeah. it, it, I know what, like, I know it could be stupid sounding. Like, I know it has no real consequence. Because, I don't, like I said, I don't think there's any story carryover. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be flags set for, like, I killed this character or I found this item or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. But it matters in the sense that, like, if you had the Lord of the Rings, like, a, a, a signed copy or a signed series of all three books, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe The Hobbit as well. And then you just had two bookshelves. <laughs> and you put two of them on one <laughs> bookshelf and the other two on the other bookshelf. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you can say, yeah. it does not matter. But it, it matters. Yeah. It matters. <laughs> that's like that's yeah. my analogy, and I totally understand. Yeah, no, I, I get it too. It's just that I think a lot of people are trying to say that, hey, this is this is not good because this is clearly you're trying to screw over Valve. It's like, yeah, but why well, it's, is it's good business? Is what it is. Yeah, that's that's how capitalism works. You I get need that. to have Nothing different platforms. Right? You're allowed to have choices. And yeah. for the for the but, for the record, if you yeah. don't know, it's not like it's not going to be released on Steam. It's yeah. releasing six months later on Steam. Mm-hmm. It's not the end of the world. I just don't think it's I a mean, smart idea. Right? Really, all this is is the same as the console scenario. Yeah, I it's mean, it's just on PC and PC people but this is, but this aren't is, used to that and are unhappy. No, right. it's not that. Yeah. I think it's because it's it's not the console versus PC thing for release dates. It's more like it could just be on Steam. It's not like there's no there's no like developmental angle. No, no, but like, it's the it exact same thing as games on PC. console in yeah. that. If you pay X company, you now have an exclusivity for maybe a year or mm-hmm. six oh, months. That's what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like but lots of games get ported to other platforms but, later. But again, there's a separate there's a separate idea because it's not like I have to. Buy you mean like technically yeah, it could no, be? There's no. You're there's totally no tangible, correct. Or there's there's not really a tangible yeah. difference, right? It's right. literally one software versus yeah. another software mm-hmm. where it's not about I have to have both uh, four hundred dollars sure. consoles yeah. in order to play one eighty dollars software. Right. Yeah. Totally legit. It's, it's, it's business. It's money. It's what it. it that's it, what. Like, yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. you don't have to like it though. No. No, you don't. But I mean, complain at the right people, right? Like, don't com- oh, don't complain to at the, at the devs, the devs about like their publishing decisions, right? Because like the money needs to come from somewhere. Games cost so much to develop nowadays, right? That sure. you're going to take the deal that I gives mean, you the most money. And not to mention all like all the like the devs do not deserve that kind of negative. No, they don't. And we're talking about guys who like. Guy, like like all these people. people that put in like 70 80 hour work weeks especially near the end of the cycle like, crunch is stupid and people keep doing it right yeah. and it's and like we keep on supporting that that's no, a we behavior do, that right? we, like more so than which platform is being released on for a temporary yeah. amount of time like so, so much something like that so much yeah. of the gaming community is like all up in arms about this it's like oh you know like devs should have they should do it for the love of the craft and all this stuff it's like no you know they're artists yeah but like not every developed the guy coding the cloth physics 
<laughs> is not going to care about the ethics of the decision of his publisher. It's true. He has he, he has, has no he, he like, has he has as much say as his boss saying we are we have our company has an open door policy. You can come in and talk to about us. Anything, yeah, exactly. But it doesn't mean it's going to change. Yeah. Right. You can't take it out on. Yeah. Do you, you know, do you guys think Steam will change their cut at any point to try and keep more, more no. producers on? No, I, I think Steam has different issues. If rather than like who is trying oh, sure. to get onto the platform and stuff, like they, I think their main issue is like community based. Right? Mm. How do you manage like with that many people on a platform like that? How do you keep keep it civil and like keep people from exploiting the system right because how many steam quote-unquote scandals have we seen with workshop with uh paid mods green with green light with um review bombing with like you know and like like outright ban like people trying to outright ban whole countries from sure. steam right like come on yeah. right with a platform that big you're going to have issues so why not diversify and have more than one platform right gog was the right idea right but now you have other huge publishers like epic and the, problem I, the problem I have with GOG almost, and it's maybe not a good complaint, but I wish they just stuck to their original line of product. They're they're because they 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 they've dipped their toes into like larger like they they have Witcher. I have Witcher mm-hmm. on GOG, not on Steam. Yeah, doesn't make a lot of sense. Like I kind of wish they just had uh, the non, company that makes Witcher places. runs owns GOG. GOG. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> CD Project Red, dude. That, yeah. Sorry, that. you can mention other triple A's. That's but, the one yeah. that they makes sense. But they could also, but they could have also just done like the first Witcher. Sure. Sure. But could, like, can't you get Witcher on Steam as well? I yeah. think you can, right? So there's no problem with that. No, I just think that like, I know what you're saying, Jay. Like you wanted like them to stick, wise, like thematically. Yeah. Right. Right. No, but it's just I have a I bunch know. of great old games. Like I have a whole bunch of like the old Star Wars, yeah. like Tie Fighter and stuff. Yeah. Starfighter. Yeah, and Gog is great for like old school archival purpose type stuff, right? Because well, Steam is tycoon. awful for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's garbage. Steam is like, oh, they like Steam sometimes will literally take the original 1995 CD and put it onto the server, right? And then expect you to to know how to get it running, right? Like I think there's a huge thing with uh, the original Quake on Steam. Mm-hmm. It's like a completely outdated build. It doesn't even have OpenGL support. You're they stuck have, with software. They have some yeah. bad ports. Speaking of, because they have Chrono Trigger that they put on. Yeah, last year, yeah, yeah. And that was a, that, that was, was a good port. port. Yeah, but like, well, half of that I have to blame the publisher, like the actual the original developers sometimes, right? Like, I mean, but that's like, like well, publisher rather, right? Yeah, you can't say, it, but they why should they have to have the foresight? Of like third, like that's twenty true. years of that's true, development, yeah. Right, like that's that's a positive. No, no, no. I, totally. Sorry, okay. I should rephrase that. Not the developer. I, I should say like the, the people who intend to put these old games onto Steam, they should have the responsibility of actually making sure stuff runs right, or like doing it properly, or doing it properly, yeah, right? Or having the right version. Yeah, but like the thing is, it's, it's triggers is the mobile version, yeah, or something, something like that. It's the mobile or the uh, right. Think like the handheld version. Yeah, I think the DS or something yeah, game exactly. is pretty so good. That's, like, that's garbage. So, but I mean, then again, though, like Valve doesn't have any sort of like quality control for that, right? There's nothing that says pro- like if you're allowed wow. to put a game like that onto onto Steam, right? It means that they have no standards, right? Yeah. Versus for GOG, if you want to put the game on there, it needs to run it's on true. modern systems, and you need to be patched up to be able to run on modern systems and stuff, right? Wow. So um, yeah, but yeah, sorry with the Borderlands Three thing, um, like the Epic. The epic release is not the worst thing in the world. No, it really it's not. It's, uh, people it, are making a bigger deal. And it makes out of perfect it, but sense. I still think it's. I think it's weird, and I think it's like I said. I, to me, the Lord of the Rings thing was yeah. is an apt analogy. Like, right. I'm not going to put. I'm not going to separate the series yeah. off of one bookcase if I don't have to. I, I just think it makes perfect sense, right? Because it's like like uh, you have all these other platforms like <laughs> Origin, 
you play yeah, um, <laughs> Battle.net, and like unless you're with Activision, you can't really publish yeah. with Battle.net, right? Like Epic is all of a sudden they're starting to publish third party games, and everyone and their mother has the Epic Games platform like on their computer due to Fortnite at some point, right? Like why not, right? Like it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, do we have time to talk about Anthem? Uh, no, not <laughs> unfortunately really? not. Okay. I think I think we've. I think we've beaten Anthem into the yeah. ground more than it needs to be beaten. <laughs> All we can say is like, um, please go read that Jason Schreier article, yeah. by the way, on Kotaku. It's read. great. Yeah, it's a, it is a very good read. It's in depth. Uh, it's a little. It also evokes the right emotion because I, I felt disappointed yeah. reading. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> does that make sense? Like, yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad article. I'm saying that the product was disappointing mm-hmm. and it evoked the right like yeah. uh, feel. Yeah. In that it, it reminds me of the old stuff that Jeff Keeley used to write for Gamespot. Like, because yeah. Jeff Keeley used to write, like, um, he used to do a series called the, the, the Final Twenty Four Hours of or something, oh. where he will document the Final Twenty Four Hours of a game's oh. development, yeah. right, including the good and the bad. Right, he did a really famous one for uh, two really famous ones for the original Half Life and Half Life mm-hmm, Two, mm-hmm. and he did one for Halo Two. Yeah. Um, so those are real. You know, if you're interested in like those older games, like mm-hmm. those are good reads as well. But yeah, yeah. video game journalism, man, mm-hmm. it's a thing. We should, we never really touched on that, but. Do we need to? <laughs> no, not really. It's 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 difficult. Go read the article yeah. uh, if you have any interest in it. It's long, um, though. It's, it's, Before it's long, but it's a good look into the industry and sometimes how things can just really triple. The more themselves. interesting thing has been uh, developers and people working at developers messaging Jason saying it's the same thing at our company, and that sucks. Yeah, exactly. It's And I think that's, that's the whole point that this whole Borderlands thing kind of reveals is that, like, I think gaming community has no i wouldn't say no appreciation it's like uh, for the most part no for the most part people aren't aware of what goes on behind the scenes and how much exploitation of workers there is but then you could say that about almost any organization ever true enough like some of those things i i I was like there's parallels to what we do there's parallels to other organizations oh yeah in general true enough but for gaming right this is a multi-million dollar industry and very little that goes to the devs it's all to the publishers and yet people blame devs and management rather than publishers or sorry they, they blame devs instead of management and publishers right sure because so, at the end of the day someone yeah. controls the content and someone else is just paid to make it exactly right. right so like like again why would you blame the guy coding the cloth physics for the failure of a game right because exactly. he was just coding cloth physics he had a very minor <laughs> that's all he could do. yeah um anyways on that note uh we thank you again for listening to our episode this mm-hmm. is number 71 yeah so that's pretty good uh, getting closer <laughs> 71 getting closer yeah yep. uh, we'd like to thank again camera store and Chinook crafts for your sponsorship yep. um, we hope you visit their booths and panels um, they're great just hang on with them they're uh, they're good people mm-hmm. in general actually uh, and we will see you at Calgary Expo we're gonna have one more episode before Calgary Expo but we're also gonna be pretty busy right before that week comes yep. up so uh mm-hmm. You know, we'll get it. We'll get an episode out, but won't be talking about some things. I think. Yep. Uh, and we'll see Avengers, and then talk about that. I guess. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, thank you so much. Uh, I'm Jay. I'm Alfred. Bye. This Rob. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>